0: Thank you. Today is Sunday, December 5th, 2021 The New York Giants A lot has happened since I've last spoken in front of a microphone The New York Giants are scheduled today to play the Miami Dolphins But I haven't even discussed, acknowledged, had a moment To really appreciate the fact that the New York Giants defeated the Philadelphia Eagles At their home MetLife Stadium this past Sunday I managed to tune in as best I could I was uh, at a friend's wedding, so for basically the first half, I was in the car. I was I was listening to Bob Papa and Carl Banks, which, you know, it sounded like absolutely no offense, really, for either team. It was a three nothing half. I mean, what what was there really to discuss? Defenses locked in, or offenses playing like poop? Maybe a little of both, right? That's that's what the first half was. Uh, but then. I had a little downtime where I could go watch some of the game because I I got into Brooklyn where the wedding was had about an hour before the wedding events were beginning and conveniently right next door to the wedding venue was a bar with televisions so me and my friend there I saw the whole third quarter saw the entire thing Giants offense started clicking a little bit better uh, you know and then into the fourth quarter I think it wasn't until the Eagles got their first. Points until fourth quarter. So, yeah, it was a um, tight, tight defensive game down the wire. And then, of course, uh, when the Eagles were driving, and it looked like even after all this nonsense, that the Eagles might have an opportunity to win the game. This was the first time they did it twice because, you know, the Giants were really conservative when they got the ball back uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. But <sighs> there I was sitting in the wedding venue. Uh, with my phone out, yep, very rude, I get it, but I was sneaky about it, and I had my phone on my lap, and I was watching the last few moments of the game, and I remember thinking, we need a turnover. My God, please, please, we just, that, that's what we need more than anything, a turnover, and then lo and behold, Boston Scott coughed it up to reassure my faith in the Lord, and Giants were able to hold on and get a victory. Even after that, Hertz got a couple of chucks. You know, one was basically dropped. We could have intercepted like three others. Hertz didn't really look like he knew what to do with the football when he was throwing it. There's really nothing else to say. Our Giants defense did their jobs. It's good. It's nice to see McKinney developing into, you know, a a stud in the secondary. But let's be honest, the Eagles offense, that was, I don't know what that was. It was, you know, it's hilarious, but I don't know what that was. But a lot's happened since then. Uh, obviously, Daniel Jones, you know, he didn't really have a great game against Philadelphia. Uh, but he also got the job done, able to get the W, you know, really just kind of manage the game. And then, of course, we find out that he's got the neck injury. This comes out in a weird way. I, just, I remember monitoring this throughout the week, and it was hard to follow. So Wednesday comes out. And it's and somebody leaked that you know Jones might not play this week, and then it seemed like there was a whole flip of the narrative from the Giants and Judge, and they were like, "Well, you still practicing; you might get cleared," and they just like put up this wall of, of disbelief, like, "Hey, don't believe everything you read." Probably because they were pissed that something got leaked out that was true, like he's not playing; he never was playing. That's that's probably what it was, but it's it's frustrating. As, you know, as fans and as consumers of the team to have to look around all these strange reports, these strange headlines. Somebody's so certain sources indicate Jones ain't playing this week. Oh, wow. Well, everybody else, different sources, different opinions. It's like then nobody knows anything. I haven't actually been told anything. So it's, it's the reporting, the journalism. I don't know. I think it may have something to do with the Giants not wanting to tip it out too uh, early in the week. I don't know. It's, it could have just been they didn't want to disappoint you know potential tickets later in the season. maybe the injury's worse and maybe you know they might be out more games in the season for home games and stuff. I don't know. I don't know, but we regardless we got Glennon today, long neck Glennon, let's see what he can do uh against Miami. I mean Miami's on a little bit of a winning streak here. They got this kid Jalen Waddle this wide receiver. he's gonna be tough to cover. I think this Mike Isecki tight end is might be a little bit of a problem as well. Uh, but Tua, we could probably contain Tua on defense. I think we can do it if we keep our assignments smart. And maybe Glennon has a mistake-free type performance. We might be able to squeak out with another similar type of gritty, grimy, disgusting W. But I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not hanging on it. Not hanging on that. Absolutely not. But the discussion simply has to shift to, I guess, you know, it's mainly Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley at this point. This week, obviously, the big discussion was Daniel Jones. But last week, Saquon was pretty much getting killed. Uh, It's it's being labeled a bad pick. It's being labeled a huge mistake. They're saying Saquon's doing too much tiptoeing, not enough running forward. To, like he's doing the Barry Sanders thing where he's got minus one yard, minus two yard, minus three yards. Oh, there's a 45 yarder in the, you know, these the, the not not consistent four yards of pop type running football that NFL teams need. And I, I don't know. I, I, I have a really, really, really hard time looking people in the eyes and saying, you know what, Saquon Barkley just wasn't a good football player. Because I don't believe that. I don't believe that in the slightest. I've seen this guy do freak things. Freak things. That I've never seen anybody else do. Now the problem is he was never really on a good team, and what what his style works, what he what works well with his style, what he ran in college, is not what Garrett started running for Daniel Jones. So there was a confliction between these two guys, and how the team wanted to build the Giants. (coughs) Giants could not make a decision. That's the real issue. The Giants really couldn't decide, are we going to be a Tennessee Titans, run the ball 60 times, you know, nobody ever sees the ball in the air unless it's a big play fake bomb type team. Like, we could have been that, but then you should have totally committed to building the offensive line, like, way more consistently. This year, you didn't even draft an offensive lineman. So... You know, if if it was about Saquon, that would have been a thought. Then, of course, you have Daniel Jones, uh, and it, it we've really been robbed of a true evaluation of this guy. I know a few Giants fans out there who just want him gone, are done with him, think he's peaked. But I've been thinking about this a lot, and. When when you think about the age of Daniel Jones, and you think about how young he still is, we should still be seeing growth in his seasons. Whether whether he's whether he turns out to be a star, average, mediocre, I don't I really don't know. But you still need to see the strides that he is improving at the position. And in 2019, Daniel Jones had a turnover problem, but he had some slings He had some big-time throws. He had some big-time runs. And he had some... A little more magic in him than we've seen in 2020 and 2021, a.k.a. the Jason Garrett era. I think the Giants tried so hard to contain these turnovers, tried so hard to to keep Jones to the traditional quarterback-type play that they might have reduced his growth, reduced his development as a player. Now that that's on the Giants. How am I supposed to fault Daniel Jones for that? And for anybody that wants Daniel Jones gone, I just have to ask, who is it that you want to replace him? Is it this Jake Fromm guy that we just picked up off waivers for to be our third-string quarterback for the time being? maybe he's a diamond in the rough former collegiate star i don't i don't know but i i i feel the same way about daniel jones the same way i feel about saquon barkley you can't tell me he's not a good football player you can't tell me he's not a good football player so what, we're not seeing the wins we're not seeing the the improvements and that to me is on the organization Now I get it. You can't just stick. You can't keep sticking with these guys and hoping that, oh, this year we'll we'll finally figure it out with them. Oh, this is the year. This is the year. But I would have liked a freaking decision, a a a mindset. A are we are a power running team? Like like the Titans. Even with even when Derek Henry got injured, we know who they are. They're a power football team. They're a smash mouth power football team. We could have been that with Saquon if that was how we wanted to build our team. We could have had more fullbacks, more under center formations, run it like not not, not RPO like, hey, we might run it, like run it, run it, where you can actually beat up the defensive line at the line of scrimmage. It's an, it's an old school thought, but believe me, it still can work if the team is committed to it. And, but then we got this, oh, we got this running quarterback. Uh, we got to utilize his speed, uh, RPO. RP, okay, that, that's looking pretty good. Can Saquon do the RPO? Oh, Saquon's injured. Okay, let's do the RPO without him for a while. Oh, Saquon's back. Can he Can he do it? Oh, I don't it's You know, it, it really has been that type of franticness. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's been very frantic for this offense and this game plan and this, are we doing this? Are we doing that? And you know, I, I, I don't know what to think. I would, I would like to see the team go in a different direction, managerially. Uh, you know, whether that's coaching, ownership. I mean, obviously, ownership is not changing. But I mean, general, we need a new general manager. We know that's happening. I, the, the word on the, you know, the pipeline is that they just want Gettleman to quote unquote retire at the end of the year, which is, it's a Giants thing, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it. They did this with Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin didn't like it very much. They they suggested he retire. And he went on an interview out of spite because of that aggressive sort of push the Giants had for him to make a personal decision. So they're obviously doing this with Gettleman because I, you know, he's probably reached the end of his rope at this point of his career. And I don't know. I guess they wanted to be amicable. But it, it, there's no point in him being here right now, because everybody knows he's he's gone. So, I don't know, Lewis Riddick, sure, and, and let's do it. Some something different, maybe a little more moderate in their in their game planning. That's all I really want. And you know, if, if you're gonna bring a new GM, I think the GM should have a right to bring in the new coach. If the GM decides that he wants to interview Judge or keep Judge or, you know, that's on him. But I I would not, as an organization, as an owner, I would not bring in a boss and say, here are the conditions, because then he's not the boss. You got to respect power. You got to respect hierarchy. And in sports, it is so important for there to be a consistent power blend throughout the entire organization and i think the giants owners in this vision of being the classy giant way you know of the wellington mara days that they they try so hard to be that that they don't really uh win (laughs) there's nowhere else else to put it we're talking about nine out of ten years of, of sadness here and 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 inconsistent decisions and 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 Uncertain approaches to the season. Oh, Eli's our quarterback. Eli's not our quarterback. Oh, we want Jones. Oh, we want Jones to be a runner. We want Jones to be a pocket quarterback. We could say, "Kwan, let's build." Our... Like I was saying, like I, I still don't know what the direction was supposed to be. Clearly, the Jason Garrett direction didn't work. It was what was it? Just you know, don't try anything. It, it was upsetting for another year to be wasted. And there's still, of course, the dim flame of knowing that the NFC is still so wide open that if we were able to kind of put it together here for the lighter part of our schedule and more big division games coming up, you know, you'd like to think that, hey, maybe we can, you know, maybe this can be an area we can finish strong. But then you get this Jones news. And that's, you know, to me, that's the big, that's easily the largest concern about Daniel Jones is... We haven't seen him get through a season. Football is a tough game. We were spoiled with Eli Manning, but you know you got to get. It'd be nice to see Daniel Jones get through one season. And that simply is probably because he doesn't really know how to slide. He can use his legs. Russell Wilson is capable of using his legs, and he's able. To, I, I I never really see him get hit. The injury he had this year was he just had his hand on a face mask. It was a weird thing. He's very good at avoiding contact. Jones is going to have to learn that... If he wants to play all the time. I don't know. Maybe maybe you bring in uh, Aaron Boone or somebody... To show him the way to slide. Because that's, that's a huge part of his career right now. Is the fact that he, he wants to be a runner. He wants to be impactful with his legs. As he should be. He has insanely athletic speed... But he never wants to give up on the play, which is admirable. But in the end, leads to injuries, concussions. You know, play calls that result in him sticking his neck in a 350-pound in offensive lineman. It's it's a little confusing. I don't really know what the direction is. I just know that roster-wise, we need more than anything hogs up front and defensive end edge type situation pass rush please like just don't forget who we are that anytime we've been good in our history and literally any time in the 80s 90s 2000s early 2010s because you think about I had a super bowl in all of those eras 86 90 2007 2011 all those times we were good physicality up front offensive line and pass rush you know, 2011, you could say offensive line wasn't really that strong. They didn't really rank that high. It's true. It's true. But in that run, in that six-game run at the end of the season, they they started to play pretty well. They started to be able to run the football again. And that's what it's all about. you got to be able to push your guys forward. That's it. That's what it's always been. And right now we're not doing that. We haven't been doing that really for a decade. And you know, you you can win a game here or there that way, but if you can't win the upfront battle, that's you know that the war's the battle's over before the war's over, basically. Anyway, we got a chance to beat the Dolphins today. Mike Glennon at the helm. Maybe we'll see Jake Fromm. I, who knows? You never know. It's a winnable game. Every game they play pretty much is. But it's obviously a little more interesting to not have Jones. So we'll see what happens. Can we find a way to to run the football in this game? That would be the best way for the Giants to win this football game. It would be really encouraging to see something like that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. This is the Weekly Word. I was all over the place. You heard my whole wedding crazy story. But I got my Giants football. I got my prayer. I got my wish. The Giants defeated the Eagles last week. And maybe, maybe we can keep the streak going. And get this baby up to five wins. That would be pretty sweet. Especially on a a Sunday against an opponent. That I think we match up well against. Our defense matches up well against the Dolphins offense. I'll say it again. Our defense matches matches up well against the Dolphins offense that's all I'm gonna say I'm not gonna get into predictions I'm not gonna get too crazy here but enjoy the game remember even in this madness the season isn't over it'd be nice to know if Jones is you know out for this week more weeks who the hell knows but you know that they love to just drag out this drama that's all they're gonna do they're gonna wait till he's cleared to play physically I guess or something I don't know Anyway, I'm Anthony Beers. This was the Sideliners Weekly Reunion Podcast. We're breaking down Giants football all season long. You thought I was going to miss it this week, but I didn't. I made it at the buzzer. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go Giants, as always.